Hi, I'm Liza, and I've been reading tarot professionally for well over a decade. And this is Tarot for the Modern Reader, the podcast that will teach you simple, actionable techniques to read the cards with more clarity, accuracy, and ease, so you can get real answers to real questions for real people, including yourself, in today's modern world. Whether your readings are for guidance or prediction, I'll help you 86 the doubt and confusion and take your skills and confidence to the next level so you can become the best tarot reader you know. This is Tarot for the Modern Reader. Hello and welcome to the Tarot for the Modern Reader podcast. I am your host, Liza, and this is episode number 13, to reverse or not to reverse. Okay, so this is a hot topic in the world of tarot reading. Do you read reversals? So when you're first learning to read tarot, one of the very first questions that you ask yourself is, am I going to read reversals? And if so, how? With 78 cards and meanings, they already encompass lots of sub-meanings each. So it can be extremely daunting to think about adding 78 more. But hold on a minute. Let's explore what it means to read reversals and whether or not we actually need to add 78 additional sets of meanings to our reading library. So when it comes to those who do not read reversals, uh, this can fall into a couple of different categories. So first of all, there are some people who do not like to read reversals at all because they feel that they are so negative and they don't want to impart all of that gloom and doom on a client. Now, of course, I can sympathize with that, but no one ever really wants to hear bad news and no one ever wants to be the bearer of bad news, right? But we don't live in a world where everything is positive all the time. The world is a dichotomy. The world is made up of black and white and good and bad and positive and negative and happiness and sadness. And we wouldn't have one without the other. If it was constant happiness all the time, we'd be living somewhere halfway between Stepford and Pleasantville. And that's just not where we are at. We want to give our clients an accurate picture as well. We don't want to sugarcoat everything as challenging as it can be in the moment to tell something that to someone that they don't want to hear. It's also not fair or realistic to think that everything we have to deliver to our clients has to be good news. So as far as that goes, not everything has to be gloom and doom though either. Do you know that there are many tarot cards, honestly, whose reversed meanings either remain largely unchanged from the upright, such as the Four of Wands, or they're actually better in the reversed positions? Think about all of the fives. So not every card has a more positive meaning in the upright position. Now, aside from that, the idea that a reversed card means negative is an antiquated stigma to begin with. There are many ways that reversed energies manifest themselves. They get a bad rap. And while, yes, some of them are more negative, that's not a hard and fast rule. Sometimes it just means that the energy of the upright card is blocked or it's stifled in some way. Other times it could be that it's delayed. The Six of Cups is a lovely card of nostalgia and childhood memories. In the reverse, it can indicate being stuck in the past, unable to move forward in the present. The Six of Swords reversed, 
That could be travel delays. It could be that the energy is internal, working on the subconscious level or the personal level, as opposed to outward manifestation. So you're currently doing the inside work, but you're not ready for the outer world. So a lot of times this falls under the category of shadow work. A lot of times if I get a reverse card, it's an indication that we're talking about the shadow side. Now, it could be as simple as adding the word not in front of your description, such as in the Six of Swords reversed, not moving on not moving forward when you should be. How about the six of wands? Not achieving the status of a leader, not being victorious. I find these meanings of the reverse to indicate something quite different than the upright. So for me personally, I feel my readings are more accurate if I read with reversals. It doesn't necessarily mean that the opposite is bad. It just literally means sometimes it's the opposite. There's a big difference between being victorious and not being victorious. So personally, I often see the card as representation of uh, a spectrum. So it's like a swinging of a pendulum, I'd say, where the reversal signifies a deviation of the norm. So either one way or the other. If the upright card is the norm per se, like meaning the norm for that card, whatever that card's meaning is, then the reversal for me is the pendulum. It means we either have too much or too little of the energy. So for example, again, in the six of pentacles, we have balance, we have giving and taking where everyone is satisfied. In the reversed, it's deviated to one extreme. So you're either the man giving, and this could be too much, meaning you're feeling taken advantage of, or you recognize that you're not getting your money back, or you're the poor man, you're not getting what you need. For example, a loan is denied, a grant falls through. Now, little side note, for a more comprehensive view of all of the different ways a reversal can be read or how it can manifest in your readings... I strongly recommend Tarot Reversals by Mary Kay Greer. This was one of my first books, and she goes through that book card by card and gives you the upright and reversed meaning, um, you know, her meanings for the cards by uh, one by one through the whole book. So she'll give you her take on how each card can come up as a reversal. And that was what really helped me learn reversals in the beginning. So if you have the opportunity to get your hands on that book, I would highly recommend it. Okay, back to, uh, back to the topic. It could be that you're lacking or missing what is indicated in the upright of that particular card. So you're going backwards or you're simply not moving forward. I feel that this theory is best explained by Paul Fenton Smith. So he wrote that when we see a reversed card, we need to return to the lesson of the previous card as that was not yet mastered. Now, this is a theory that I also apply to almost all of my readings. This is one of my favorite uses of reversed cards. So let's go back to that Six of Pentacles example. Again, when we have the Six of Pentacles reversed, the theory proposed by uh, Mr. Fenton Smith is that we need to go back to the lessons of the Five of Pentacles. So somewhere in that card, in the upright energy of that card, there is something that we have not yet mastered. And that is why we have not yet achieved the upright version of the Six of Pentacles. So these are some of my favorite ways to read reversed cards. Looking at the previous card that came before 
and looking at it as a pendulum and thinking that I have either too much or too little of the upright energy. Now, there's also people who do not read with reversals, and it's not that they're missing half the information or that they only want to give positive information. This is the kind of person who can learn the entire spectrum of information that the card means from the most negative to the most positive and everything in between, and then they can understand what the correct meaning of that card is based on other external factors in the spread, such as spread position. This is something that we talked about the... Um, the other day in a previous podcast episode about where your card falls in the spread. If it falls in the obstacle position, what cards are showing up next to it, um, what the elemental dignities of the cards are, what the card's neighbors are. So these are all other ways that you can determine if you're looking at some of the um, more negative or what would be considered reversed meanings of the card, even if you don't read with reversals. But I'll be honest with you, I find that this is harder. I find that, you know, you have to be more attuned to everything that's going on in the spread. I almost feel like when we get started, a lot of times we choose not to read reversals because we think it'll be more complicated, but I actually find the opposite to be true. Unless you're just ignoring the more difficult meanings of the cards. If if you're looking up card meanings and you're only looking up the upright meanings of the cards because that's all you're reading with, then you're doing yourself a disservice because if you're only looking up the, if you're only reading with upright cards, then you need to be incorporating all of the meanings from both upright and reversed cards and you now have to figure out which meaning is the correct meaning in a spread, which is why I liked reading reversals to begin with. Aside from the fact that right off the bat, yes, I don't want to just gloss over Um, anything negative or the more difficult concepts of the card, you know, for the ones that are harder in the reverse position, but also because I feel like it took a lot of the work off of me. Uh, I felt like it made my job easier and not to say that it was a lazy approach, but I like to think that I was working smarter, not harder. So when a card would come up upright, I would know that it's kind of quote unquote, business as usual with that card versus when it would come up reversed, that would be a sign for me to pay attention that, you know, something is off with this card. So I need to start looking at why this energy is not coming through in the way that it would if this were an upright card. We're in some sort of a deviation here. We have either too little, we have too much. We get into those redefinitions like remove, redo, you know, going back over things. So it just really pinpoints to me when something is out of alignment with the card. So if you're thinking about reading reversals, but you really don't want to invest all that time and memory to having to double your definitions, then I want to challenge you to not think of it that way. If you spend a little time looking at the meanings of your cards, both upright and reversed, you'll find that a lot of those reversed meanings are very much in line with the upright meanings. They're just like we've talked about, the Rewords, redoing, rethinking, removing. We have too little of this or too much of that. Even if you never learned a single extra definition or card meaning of the reversed kind, if you only said to yourself, I'm just going to use reversals to show me when the energy of that card is off, even if you never actually picked up an additional keyword or an additional meaning for any of those cards, the reverse cards could simply show you when you have too little or too much of that information or you need to pay attention to it in some way. 
So here are my favorite ways of using reversed cards. Nine times out of 10, you'll find that it is one of those rewords. Number two, you can go back to the lesson of the previous card. Number three, thinking about what would be too much or too little of that card. And number four, thinking about how that might apply to the personal self, like things happening on the inside, aka shadow work. So many of the times we think that the reverse meanings are horrible or frightening, but they don't have to be. Again, a lot of times reverse cards indicate simply a blockage, a delay, or a deviation from the norm. So let's talk about temperance. In temperance, one of the main themes of that card is balance. But if I see temperance reversed in my reading, then I know that something is out of balance. That's a very simple adjustment to the card, but it really is a very different meaning. But I did not have to memorize some wildly long list of additional meanings. That's a very obvious answer. Like I can look at that card upside down and say, if this card means balance when it's upside down, it probably means that I'm out of balance. So you see how easy it can be to incorporate reversed cards in your reading if you're not already doing that. So just like when you're learning the upright meanings, you're not going to wake up one day with all 78 of the quote unquote reversed meanings. It's not a whole additional arsenal of meanings. And you also don't have to try and have it all figured out in a day. Instead of trying to look at each individual card and come up with a reversed meaning for each card, I would encourage you to look at the different ways that we've talked about reversed cards can present themselves. Those rewords, you know, the deviation of too much or too little, the shadow work, you know, keep those ideas in your head so that instead of having to go back and study all the cards and add 78 more cards worth of meanings, you can simply consider those three or four ideas, those concepts in your mind so that when you see a reverse card in a reading, you can ask yourself, which of these three or four concepts do I think that this card would best fall under the category of. And in those moments, then you can come up with that meaning on your own. You don't have to memorize an entire list of additional meanings. Now, another point to illustrate is that the reverse doesn't always equal equal negative anyway. The world, the sun, the four of wands, these cards are wonderful and their reversed meaning really doesn't change the meaning of the card that much. They hardly can become negative. They simply mean that you don't recognize that an opportunity is there for you to reach out and grab. Or in the world, you haven't quite reached the brass ring yet, but you're close. The meaning of the card is largely unchanged. Maybe that sunny day with the the sun card has a a passing cloud. This would would be what it is if the sun card came out reversed and we had too little. And so this is one of my favorite examples. I use this one often because it happens to me a lot when I would do my daily draws. If I get the sun card reversed, so often it would be a gorgeous day and there would be a thunderstorm that rolled through at some point, which would be either too little sun or I have gotten sunburns on those days, which means we are talking about too much of the sun card. So it's kind of fun just to see how literal the cards can be sometimes. Now let's talk about the fives. Every single one of these cards, I would prefer to receive 
the reversed card than I would the upright card. Same with the seven of cups or the seven of swords or the three of swords or the ten of swords or the tower. There's so many cards that if I pulled them, I would much prefer them to be reversed than upright. So I definitely also want you to get it out of your mind that reversed cards are bad cards or that reversed always equals negative because that's not true either. When you do a reading that you have a reversed card, you can simply say to yourself, okay, I might not know exactly what this means yet, but I know that it's either going to be a blockage of some sort, a delay, or a deviation of the upright meaning one way or the other. And you can at least get the general gist of the card. Okay, and on that note, before we close it out, if you do want to get a um, list of meanings for each of the reversed cards to go along with your upright cards, you can find those on my website uh, in the Card Meaning Library, which is just taroliza.com, and the Card Meaning Library is right there on the homepage. That'll give you a description for the upright and the reversed cards. And again, these are just my meanings, so you can take out of those what resonates with you and what doesn't. But the reason I mention it is because it'll give you a good idea to see um, what it looks like when these cards come up reversed. So it'll give you some uh, interpretations that you can wor- work with. Like for the Six of Swords, for example, that we talked about, um, I described the Six of Swords as a card of movement and moving forward and crossing into uh, something better. Whereas with the Six of Swords reversed, I see it as a delay and you've not yet made that journey or something is holding you back or you should be, but you're not yet. So if you want to see what that looks like in action, uh, you can go there and you can also download my big book of keywords and that will actually give you keywords also for both the upright and reversed meanings. So again, even though you don't necessarily need to memorize all of these different um, meanings or even keywords for the cards, they're there for you when you do your reading. If you want to have your keywords by your side, you don't have to rely on just the upright meanings. If you want to go ahead and try out reversals, there are keywords for each of the reversed cards as well. And that is terraliza.com forward slash keywords. And that is it for episode number 13. I hope that you learned something new today in this episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. I'd love to know whether or not you read reversals. So if you're in the Facebook group, Tarot for the Modern Reader, uh, come on over and uh, make a post. Tell us if you read reversals, how you read reversals, um, whether or not you go with the ways that I've talked about, or if you have some of your own that you'd like to share. We would love to hear about them. And until then, I will see you in the next episode. Have a great day.